to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. So many stories to choose from. I feel like a child on Christmas morning. You wanted to see me? Yes. I want to install personas into more subjects immediately. Everything we've worked for is finally within reach. But I don't want to go among mad people, Alice remarked. Oh, you can't help that, said the cat. We're all mad here. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was too nice. <laughs> Perverts and freaks, Lucy, you've got some nerve. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks, and I'm Anne Marie DeSimone, and this is Azrael. Azrael, Azrael is here. Azrael, the angel of death. I need one of those voice modulators. No, that no. Batman and Azrael have. No, you don't need one. Do you think that was developed by Wayne Enterprises? Probably. But after a week off, we are back. Because random weeks off gotta stop. Well, I think this will be the last one until the end of the season. Three episodes left, right? Three. Three. Three episodes left. But how, how are you doing tonight, Emery? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I, I, I'm doing quite excellent I, I, myself. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. Lucy, you got <laughs> some splaining to do. But we have, uh, and as always, uh, we're joined by our chatters over at line.universebox.com. We, we don't have many people there right now. We have Win. Hopefully, some more will be popping up soon. Uh, but we record Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. EST. And we love our chatters. We love them. They they are they are go to batters. Oh, Azrael's oh. here again. Oh. Azrael. Okay. I was so, like, what? what? Who? <laughs> he he's he's all around. He's he's lurking do, in do, the do, shadows. Do, 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 do. But Anne Marie, why don't we? I, this was such a fantastic episode. There's so much to talk about. Why don't we get started with the riddling rhyming episode summary? Okay, okay. <coughs> How does the mayor turn angel of death? Sick Hugo Strange gives him his breath. Who is Gotham's new masked fiend? His mission is clear. His mind has been cleaned. Does Ed like puzzles? Our boy is in luck. Will he break out from the jail where he is stuck? Is strange? If strange is daddy, is Theo his child? A mask and a cape make him Azrael. 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 Hi, my name's Azrael and I'm from the Order of St. Dumas. Anne-Marie, what'd you think? I liked it a lot. You did? I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, this isn't – really, this isn't your type of episode generally because it was very action-packed, very superhero-y. Probably I don't mind most, superhero-y. I was going to – well, I mean, obviously, he was a villain, but definitely it felt like the most superhero-y episode of Gotham we've had, except maybe for maybe like the Balloon Man or something. You're obsessed that was, with the Balloon Man. I love the Balloon walk Man. Walk away, homie. Walk away. I love the Balloon Man. Balloon Man. <laughs> no, but I really loved it, too. It, it, it was Good really times. great. Um, I, I'm shocked that there has not been an adaptation of this character in another medium before. I don't even know he, if he's appeared on any of the animated series stuff. He, maybe maybe the Batman cartoon that they put out a number of years back between Batman and the know. animated series uh, and uh, modern day. Uh, but I, I didn't watch much of that one. But I don't think there's been an Azrael adaptation. So, so this was ripe for the picking. Ripe for the picking. But we're not going to start 
with Azrael. No. Uh, first, what are we I, I want to talk about uh, about uh, personas much grata. Uh-huh. Because, uh, you know, non grata is without status. These characters have great big status. Um, uh, these personas okay. that Hugo Strange is imbibing the recently deceased with. Yes. Uh, now, uh, to, to clarify, uh, you know, he, like I said, Hugo Strange is giving all this strange rogues of Gotham their own story. And, and this, to me, is a major positive addition to the yes. Batman canon. I, I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it works so well because it's so like what the comic creators did. You know, because, you know, Bob Kane, Bill Finger created Batman back in the 30s. Good to know. And then they need, they it got pretty successful, so they needed new villains for him. So they started looking at old uh, fairy tales, old pulp fiction, uh, films, radio plays, uh, playing cards <laughs> for some of them. Nice. You know, the Joker. Uh, and, you know, and then they kind of created characters based around these old concepts and infused them and injected them into the world of the Batman. Interesting. Uh, I, I love it so much because it, it gives a reasonable explanation for many of the eccentric villains in Batman's world, mm-hmm. a, a common origin. I, you know, th- there's a case to be made and has been made many, many times that it was the madness of Gotham creating copycat mm-hmm. villains. Uh, but this feels much more organic. Uh, and I love how both this ties both the science-based villains mm-hmm. uh, that were created in Pinewood and the silly ones like, uh, say, the Mad Hatter uh, and some other ones probably coming up uh, to the same creator, Hugo Strange. And it's, yeah. a, it's a perfect fit because Hugo has always functioned as you know, the mad scientist of the Batverse. And so it makes a lot of sense that he would be the one to create the, these very audacious rogues that Batman has. Right. I, and I, you also have to admire that Ed gave him the idea that Penguin uh, gave him the idea to give the people stories and that Penguin gave Ed the idea to be a villain uh, and be the villain he was meant to be. So it's like a clear chain of custody to explain Batman's unique rogues. They all grow... <laughs> From the penguin, interesting. Which, uh, and I'll get to this a little bit later, Uh uh, but might be why the penguin's so upset when he sees Theo Gallivan prancing around on bridges and whatnot. Well, he didn't see him prancing on a bridge. He saw Uh, him falling falling on on a coroner's van. And uh, when in the chat room says, "Did you notice Peabody's bright lipstick? Her story must be the color purple." (laughs) (laughs) That was some very good lipstick. But what what did you think of this whole concept, Anne Marie? This whole Uh, personas and stories, and everyone has a story kind of thing. I love it. I think it's really fun. Um, I you know it. I can't, I can't form what I'm trying to think or say, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't like necessarily copycats and like re- reboots mm-hmm. very much. So it, yeah. uh, it, they kind of have to be, in a sense, careful stealing characters from other mediums, mm-hmm. not just other Batman or the mythos type of stuff. Yeah. But no, I think it'll be fun because especially with how excited you've been for this Mad Hatter, like mm-hmm. that's why I'm excited is like, this has got to be good yeah. because you're like, yeah, so excited. <laughs> oh, so I, I mean, who knows what Gotham's going to do with him, but in the comics or at least, uh, I, I don't know if this has always been his origin in the comics, but it has been since Batman, the animated series. He was this dude who I, a scientist who worked in mind control Okay. And uh, he had this assistant named Alice. Of course he uh, did. That he, he was in love with. She didn't love him back. And he, you know, went crazy, crazy pants and uh, made these weird mind control hats. Do we, do we know Miss Peabody's first name? 
Uh, we don't. We don't. So P- Miss Peabody Should could be, be Alice. Alice. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. But I, 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 I just love this idea so much. And I feel like if any idea from Gotham folds its way back into the Batman comic book canon, I mm. want it to be this. I want it to be that the villains have this common origin in Hugo Strange. Because yeah. I don't think that takes away from the uniqueness of the villains. No, because, I mean, they all... While they all come from Hugo Strange, they still have their mm-hmm. own origin stories. Yeah, and I, I, I got the impression from what they did with uh, Galavan in this episode, which we'll talk about more, in much more detail. Uh, you know, I have, I feel like, you know, these new stories and uh, the old version of the person mm-hmm. are eventually going to merge. Like, And we saw this with Penguin, too, where they completely... Wiped out his psychotic personality, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the psychotic part of his personality reemerged, and then kind of melded with that that softened version, that kind of yeah. uh, listless version, which again we'll talk about later. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I th- a lot of great possibilities here. I'm just so excited. Squeal, squeal, yay! Okay, so speaking of Galavan and slash Azrael, whoever, whatever you want to call him, because mm. at this point, not really sure. Um, with his sort of segmented and confused brain, mm-hmm. it seems a little weird that the majority of what he's remembering is the Saint Dumas lore. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, he's having those like glimpses of not that, because he's the sister, the tower, the sister, the tower, which is yeah. all we're getting of Galavan. Everything else is Saint Dumas. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he was living the other life. Yes, you know, the Order of Saint Dumas was so prevalent. Yeah. But it just seems very strange that every <laughs> strange that everything he's writing on the walls in blood is from the <laughs> as bo- you do as you do um, is from the book about Saint Dumas. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's 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 interesting. I I I feel like it was because you know he he learned all that by rote, like you know he memorized it backwards, forwards, sideways, right. and so his personality was kind of drained out of him. Uh, okay. Through the whole death process. So all he really had was these facts in his head. These, okay. these facts about St. Dumas. That's fair. And uh, so, so I, I think that's probably what, what caused so him was, to kind of cling to that. Yeah. It's, so that basically is the lore stronger in his head than mm-hmm. his reality. Okay. I did, however, really like that when he saw the Galavan from Mayer poster that he started to get those flashes of his reality. Oh, and that picture of Hugo <laughs> Strange was nice. Yeah. But then that... Strange appears and it's like back to business as usual. It's like mm-hmm. none of that actually happened. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how other things are going to bring similar reactions like Tabby because she's going to find him. Mm-hmm. Maybe actually she did jump out a window and abandon him. Yeah. So she, actually she, might, she just might be, be just coming after him. Or... She might just be hiding because yeah. that that would be a scary reaction for mm-hmm. that for him to have. Well, I, I think there was a moment this episode actually where he kind of realized the truth of his situation. But again, talking about it later. So. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I will say that uh, Bobby says he studied the book so so much that he committed the whole thing to memory. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I wonder what will happen if and when he gains freedom from Strange because mm-hmm. that has to happen at some point. He's not just going to stay locked up in a cage. Yeah. He's too powerful and too strong. Um, but I wonder if he'll try and seek out others from the Order of Saint Dumas. That would be interesting because I know we didn't kill all the the hooded dudes. Yeah, it, they're it, running around. It was somewhere. just like the six guys who came over on, a uh, boat. on the boat. Uh, but yeah, it, it's really interesting. I, I'm 
Because, I mean, obviously, uh, if you saw the trailer for next week, he's going to feature in pretty heavily. I mean, if you saw him on Shocking. top of the bridge at the end of the episode. The very movie-esque way of going yeah. to him, too, was pretty fun. Yeah. I, so much good cinematography and just, mm. like, building up suspense through camera work and stuff in this episode. I, I, I wonder who the director was of this episode. I'll look. Uh, yeah, look look that up. But uh, definitely, I really, really enjoyed it. Something else I really enjoyed in this episode, while you look that up, yeah, uh, is just I'm wondering, uh, or I, I'm not wondering, I'm I'm more <laughs> admiring uh, the the how they're setting up Jim as Bruce's light. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, despite Jim's vigilante-like actions the past few episodes, he's still a firm believer in the law. That This comes out. There will uh, be light. Yeah, but while Bruce is ready to do really whatever it takes to, uh, you know, fix everything, take down Strange, all that kind of stuff, Jim is there to guide him towards the righteous path. Uh, he, he says in the episode, it will make you m- uh, more like the evil you're trying to fight. You need to be better, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of the point of Batman. Right. Uh, you know that he, he's he's taking these un- – not unethical, oh. but uh, – these straight, these uh, extra law. I, I, how, how am I? I'm trying to figure out how to say it. He, he he's subsiding the law to for justice. Okay. Uh, but in order to be judge, jury, and well, not executioner uh-huh. usually. Uh, you know, you need to make sure you're you have a very good moral center, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I think that's what Jim's trying to get, get across here. I, now, I thought it was interesting that despite Jim's moral leanings that he kind of you know exposes in this episode, he still lies to Barnes, uh, and we find out in this episode why. Uh, yeah, uh, Jim says, "I lied to you because it's hard to tell you the truth." I, now, uh, while Barnes's time appears to be at an end, Rip Barnes, uh, probably, I, I think Barnes has taught Jim that while it's okay to be a moral, uh, you know, be, being a moral absolutist in a town like Gotham sets you up to fail. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, the, the, peop- the immoral people aren't dealing in absolutes. So no. the, the moral people shouldn't, shouldn't deal in absolutes absolute. either, or they're never going to, you know, win it's the never day. I, so I, I feel like this whole episode makes me very confident that when Batman appears, this Jim Gordon seems like he'll be just the type of cop who can trust a masked vigilante to do the things that he can't. Uh, as long as he knows, as long as the vigilante knows where the edge is. Uh, you know, a good thing uh, Bats will have or has had uh, somebody to teach him how to be better like Jim Gordon. It also makes me wonder if in this version of the story, if it's going to be very clear that Jim knows Bruce's Batman. I and think, I think that, yeah. And it is like a constant advisor as he comes up. Because, I mean, even in this episode, he, he makes references to, you know, Bruce fighting crime and mm-hmm. stopping bad guys and dealing out justice and all this stuff. Right. And he, the, when he says, uh, you know, it will make you more like the evil you're trying to fight, that makes me think – Oh, he knows this is a mission. This isn't about vengeance for his parents. This is this is about only about vengeance for his parents. Yeah, this is a one true calling, a, a new life direction for Bruce, and he's trying to make sure Bruce 
does it the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe Jim can take advantage of it later. On a different note, the director is Larissa Con- Kondraki, mm-hmm. and this was her first episode of Gotham. Oh, interesting. It was her first episode. Other things you may know her from. She did a couple episodes of Better Call Saul, Heroes Reborn. Ooh, I love Better Call Saul. Rogue. Um, she does a lot of one, two, three, doesn't do long since she's actually fairly young. Mm-hmm. And that's since like her first credit is from 2009. Oh, okay. So, um, she's a, she's a noob, a six year old noob or seven year old noob. Seven year old noob, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, a very well directed episode. I also I also really liked uh, the line in that big confrontation between mm-hmm. Barnes and Jim, where where he he's like, uh, "Well, I would run it differently," and Barnes is like, uh, "No, you never will." And he's like, we'll see. "Maybe you will." <laughs> and that's Maybe. when you know Barnes is going to die. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I also I before we move on for, from this and Barnes and everything, I just thought it was really good. One that Barnes was very suspicious of Bruce being involved in all these shenanigans. Yes. And two, that they probably killed him off at the end because that way, you know, when a new vigilante rises up in Gotham with a seemingly unlimited uh, supply of money and weapons, uh, he won't think, hey, remember that Bruce Wayne kid who kept getting involved in pre- exactly. police affairs? Uh, maybe it's him. I. But you wanted to talk a little bit about Bruce know, too, on. right? I'm checking something real quick. Uh, okay. I think this is sort of going off yours and then I'll get to my actual point that Jim is going to become the new um, – guy at his station why can't i think the commissioner not the commission the captain not quite the commish yeah the captain because well this is the second one he's seen go down Mm -hmm. um and just that way he kind of has to begin that ascent now yeah i think and because you know he was the one trying to save barnes and he was the one who tried to save captain essen essen yeah i'm like i'm blanking I think he's showing, like, you know, he was going to be reinstated anyway. I think mm-hmm. that reinstating with a promotion type of thing, I could see that happening. Yeah, I guess it all depends on how this whole thing shakes out, right. too. We... Uh, Bobby in the chat room says, I don't want to see Gordon as commissioner during the run of the show. I don't even necessarily see him as being commissioner. Just I see more him just captain. as the captain. I want to see the beginning of the ascent. Yeah, Doesn't, doesn't uh, you know, Captain Essen and Hashtag Maniac seem like... A lifetime ago. ago. So much has happened this season. So much. It's insane. Okay. So on to my real point for right here. (laughs) Bruce is just done being patient with all of them. He's Mm -hmm. done. He's done. He's over it. He's like, you fail and you fail. And there's (laughs) this guy I'm going to go kill and you fail. Like, it's like the opposite of Oprah where everybody gets something. He's like, y'all just suck. (laughs) But, like, not only does he tell Gordon and Barnes that he needs results at whatever cost. He doesn't care what the cost. Um, he's literally inspired by the character character of Azrael with the cape and the scaling <laughs> abilities. Like, you can you watch Bruce watch him and it's like mm-hmm. a little kid watching a football player or something that they've always, you know, heard about on TV. And then they went to training camp and they saw them in action. Yeah. And it's so cool. And I want to be like them when I grow up. And Bruce <laughs> is like sitting there going, okay, I need a cape. I need to be made out of this material. And I need to stick to the shadows. I need to stick to the shadows. I need armor. Armor is a must. Like, you can see him making a list of one. Like, I put here, Bruce is obviously will be jotting those things down in his dream journal. Yes. Because, like, that's what he's doing. His bat dream journal. His bat dream journal. No, like, 
dude, he's totally the guy who's carrying around a moleskin and he's going to pull it out and, like, and <laughs> write everything down that's mm-hmm. happened. Like, he has a journal. Let's be honest. No, he'll a pull it because of the weird, wonky time nature of Gotham. It'll be a, a Palm Pilot. Yeah, it's going to be something <laughs> like that. No, it's moleskin's timeless. Fair so, um, I just love that he is, he's done this half season. He has hit every breaking point he mm-hmm. possibly can. He's going to go home and, like, throw on his bathrobe like a cape. He's done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, yeah, I, I have some thoughts on this too, oh, okay. but I, I, I definitely feel like we're gonna see Bruce become a masked vigilante of some sort. Maybe not, not Batman, yeah, but of some sort sooner <laughs> rather than later. Even if it's just, uh, well, I, I mean, I, I feel like, uh, you know, Azrael's showing him the power of being creepy right. and sticking to the shadows and, you know, uh, preying on the superstitions of a superstitious and cowardly lot. Right. Uh, as uh, Bruce would say back in the uh, original origin comic. Ah. Uh, but let's see, over here in the chat room, uh, what do we have here? Yeah, Wynn says, the only worse job than a Gotham cop is an Arkham orderly, orderly very short life expectancies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bobby says, what was his deal? Bruce is still a kid. I found him petulant and annoying in this episode. Uh, what was it Barnes said about him? Oh, Bar- Barnes was just like, go home. You're a child. Stop. Yeah, I think I have it written down here. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, to be, me too, Bobby. I wish there I was I find a you to be kind of a pain in the ass. Yes. <laughs> yes. See, but, you know, with that, yes, he was being a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was there. He's like, I'm a concerned citizen. I'm yeah. a ta- Like, he's got... He's a taxpayer. Mm-hmm. He pays your salary. Like you still well, have to at least give him something. And I, I think he, I think if he did seem like that at all, mm. it was because he was annoyed that this was kind of his deal, his mission, and Jim kept trying to push him out of it and kind of it, trying to change tactics on him for for a good reason. Yeah. But you know, he was like, "Go home with Alfred." Uh when, when the real stuff was going down and right. everything, which I I would find kind of annoying. Right. If I was trying to, you know, find the killer of my parents and all yeah. that. Yeah. Uh when agrees with Bobby, she says, "Me too, Bobby. I wish there me had been too, a Bobby. scene uh with Bullock just mocking him." <laughs> which nice. y- you know, we can always use more Bullock. Always more bold. We only got we got like what two lines, three lines, or something. Or no, because it came back at the end too. Yeah. So okay, we're we're going to be back talking about more Gotham in just a couple minutes. But first, it's time to look at this Joker. 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 All it takes is one bad day. Then you're facing off against the guy with the wonderful toys and stripping Jim Gordon down to nothing. Joker. Joker. Yes, look at this Joker where we usually look at, uh, you know, all the hints, references, etc. to the Joker in Gotham. But today, we are not doing that because there's something way more pressing to talk about Joker-related. We are going to look at this Killing Joke trailer uh, that just came out for the new animated film coming out this summer, Rated R. Uh, so there might be some bloody images and disturbing content. Not but for children. This, Not. This is an adaptation of the uh, 1986 uh, classic Alan Moore story. I, I think I got that right. Um, uh, the Killing Joke, which is considered like the seminal uh, Batman Joker tale. Uh, majorly fe- features Jim Gordon too, and Barbara Gordon, aka Batgirl, is. Uh, ma- and I guess that's the main difference in this new adaptation is they kind of flesh out her story a bit more. Because if you read the comics back then, you knew who Batgirl was. Yeah, people watching this might not. That's true. But uh, you know, 
of course, I'm. This is a voice by Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, who did Batman and the Joker and Batman the Animated Series. A lot of the cast is returning. It's kind of the the final Batman the Animated Series outing. I think okay is is kind of what they're treating it as. But it's a inaccurate, looks like accurate ad- adaptation of the Killing Joke. But Emory, you've never seen or read the Killing Joke. What did you think of this trailer? I well. I like dark stuff, so I really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my familiar- familiarity mm-hmm. with the whole, like, Batman everything is mostly Joker. So that – it's fun. It's exciting. Um, I, I like new things. Mm-hmm. I find it a little yeah. odd that it's a cartoon, but that works. Yeah, well, it, it's done very much in the style. I believe Dave Gibbons was the artist in the, in the style of the original comic book. There's a lot of shots in is this there? that are, like – pretty spot on spot on to the actual comic book yeah and it is a very dark story yeah Uh, you can just tell just from that what 30 second trailer that it yeah all i'm gonna say is that uh Jim Gordon is naked on a leash being led around by clowns in a funhouse. Why aren't you laughing? So that's the kind of story you can expect. But uh, the the whole, you know, philosophical point of the story is all that separates Batman and the Joker is one bad day. One bad day. So I think, you know, definitely look this summer for Legends of Gotham, the Killing Joke special. Oh, totally. I think we're totally in for that. Maybe we can get, maybe we can get uh, Jared Joseph uh, from the 100. We got to get him to do something something else with us uh, to, to come on and talk about it because i'm sure he'd love to uh jared if you're listening hey but Hi. he's probably not listening I'll, I'll get a hold of him offline okay but uh that's uh it for look at this joker and uh amory why don't you go ahead and tell them about our patreon you're gonna skip that other thing that you have there no i'm gonna do it next oh okay hi we have a patreon at patreon.com slash universe box it's a great way for you to help support all of our podcasts legends of gotham greetings from storybrooke and we're so lost mm-hmm. um patreon is a a donation site where you can choose how much you'd like to basically pay us for your podcasts. Mm. Uh, it's starting, like a subscription. It's like a subscription service, but we don't send you a box of stuff. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> let's see. So you can start donations at ten cents. Depends on um, how much you donate. You'll get you know songs, books, letters. We'll do a podcast just for you. You pick the topic. We'll talk about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a problem. Um, but yeah, Patreon.com/slash/UniverseBox. Yeah, and currently we have 29 patrons giving us $127 a month. You guys are all rock stars. When, Party when, like a rock star. When the Arkham breakout happens, we will make sure that they get to you last. <laughs> if you want to be one of the people who doesn't get killed immediately once the Arkham breakout happens, go to patreon.com slash universe box. And remember to think outside. Over in the chat room, Bobby says, uh, it almost looks like a melding of the comic and uh, the animated series as far as the character designs. Mm-hmm. Very true. I, In fact, I believe the uh, Batmobile that they're using in there yeah. is directly from it, it is the a- animated series Bat- that puppy yeah it's uh the animated copy series batman copy the animated series batmobile i uh, so yeah i i think it's definitely going to be considered like the last chapter of that version of the characters which is much beloved interesting uh but uh, next up uh before we get back to the discussion uh sometimes we like to pull a voicemail yep that someone sent us and play it here right in the middle of the show. So we're going to do that this week with Wynn. Take it away, Wynn. Hi, everybody at Legends of Gotham. Hi. This Hi. is Wynn. Last Hi. week I was challenged to call in with a voicemail because I haven't done that in forever. And as <laughs> luck would have it, I didn't really get a good look at the show last night because we had thunderstorms here. And That's I only nice. get a few channels through a digital antenna, which was pretty scrambled up. 
So, I tried to make sense of it, and it was kind of interesting to watch this episode through a mass of scrambled pixels with the sound cutting out every <laughs> third or fourth word. But oh, no. <laughs> I do have to admit that I do like Galavan as Azrael a lot better. He's, I don't know. Oh, that's, that's great, Wynn, because last week you were saying how much you weren't looking forward to this episode, so yep. it's, it's good to hear that you liked it. Yep, uh, glad they flipped you. No, he just annoys me in his mayoral form. So yes. that was great. Um, the picture really only cleared up about the last five minutes of the show for me, so mm. I missed all the cool stuff with the Riddler and Arkham. <laughs> oh, no. I couldn't really make much sense of what he was up oh, to. That's rough. I did love the scene, of course, with Butch, Tabby, and Stabby Babs. I <laughs> oh, think that's Stabby. the best reboot of Three's Company that's come <laughs> along, and I would love to watch that show. Come and knock on our door. We'll be waiting for you. We'll be waiting for you. Where the choices are crazy, crazier, craziest threes company too. Um, I did like when Barnes smacked down Bruce and called him annoying. I think most of the audience finds Bruce quite annoying at times, so I could get behind that sentiment. I and like it's going to be really interesting in the next episode to see what Penguin does now that he knows mm. that Galavan is gallivanting around as a crazed, <laughs> super-powered hero. So I'm sorry I didn't have many more comments for you, but uh, that's about the best I can do this week. Talk to you again soon, I hope. Bye. Thank you very much, Wynn. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. Over in the chat room, Bobby asked, uh, did we ever do bumper stickers? I'm finding stickers? the link. That's what I'm over here doing, mm-hmm. is I'm finding him the link for okay, it. Okay, excellent. Excellent. Yes. So, uh, Okay, so let's see here. Back to the main discussion. Okay. The discussion at hand. In speaking of hands, hands, you know what goes in a hand great? A sword. Azrael's sword. I First of all, I, 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 this is really kind of like my blanket Azrael section because uh, it's such a big topic. I just had to put a billion points here. Uh, first of all, uh, James, James Frayne's performance was riveting to me. I absolutely loved it. It was wholly different than Mayor Theo Gallivan. Yes. I, you know, cause completely it, different. Yeah, Ma- Mayor Theo Gallivan was very, very surface, very a little cheesy at points. Mm-hmm. And this, this version was not. This was dark. This was disturbed. And it was, uh, in a lot of ways, it was a character looking for, for guidance, for, yeah. for identity, too, which was kind of cool. I, you know, I, I love how instead of, because in the comics, Azrael is traditionally someone who's been, you know, raised up in the Order of St. Dumas to be, or Dumas, to, to be this angel of death. You know, they've okay. been training their whole lives for this role. Okay. I, and I, I love how instead of doing that, uh, you know, he's conditioned or brainwashed into being the darkest of the dark nights. Mm-hmm. I, you, you know, a couple questions came to mind with, with this sort of take on it. One, I wonder if future Azraels in this universe will come from the Order like we see in the comics, like John Paul Valley, or will they be commissioned uh, by Galavan himself? Like, will he be the one training the next Azraels? Interesting. I, I also wonder if maybe, because we know, we know that before he died, he had some pretty wicked moves, and he has some pretty wicked moves in this episode, too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe Hugo Strange inadvertently unlocked the Azrael training he had already received. Maybe he was trained to be Azrael, and that's why he it accepted so the role so easily. So it, maybe maybe we're going to get that revelation that Theo Gallivan was Ooh. supposed to be Azrael, and he just never made it. 
He didn't get quite that far. He first was supposed to take mm-hmm. over Gotham. And then when Hugo introduces this fact uh, that he's he's Azrael, he's like, oh, wait a second, I am. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's totally right. You, you know, I, by the end, though, I, and we talked about this a little bit before, I wasn't sure if he realized he was being duped by Strange or not. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the flash in the alley that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And the, specifically the sword breaking when he was fighting oh, Barnes. that's when he knew. Yeah, that's – I think that's – when he finally believed his old story again, you know, mm-hmm. the mayor, the sister, all that kind of stuff. You know, if, if so, I think he's going to have a lot of old vendettas uh, uh-huh. like Bruce, for example, because that was his whole arc whole last thing. season was killing half Bruce season. or last half season killing Bruce. And Strange now has enabled him to do whatever it takes to accomplish his goals because he doesn't have a life to get back to. Right. The worst thing that's going to happen is he's going to die again. And in uh, you know going after this holy quest, I'm sure he's going to be okay with that. Yeah. And and the fact that you know he he's completely changed into from someone who needs to pretend to be on the up and up to being just this you know in the shadows lurking angel of death right uh, i think it's gonna make him far more dangerous than we've ever seen before even in this episode especially once he has that freedom of knowing who he actually is right. and what he actually wants to accomplish you know one other thing about this is that every scene with azrael in this episode Proves that this can eventually become a great Batman show once David grows into the role a little more. Yes. Once, once Bruce is a bit more Batmanish, you know, yes. maybe they'll put him uh, under with a personal trainer over the summer or something. Batfleck, uh, Batfleck, uh, young young Bruce and Batfleck working out. I watched fun. that YouTube video. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, while Azrael did things in this episode, the Batman never would. Right. He played on people's fears and stuck to the shadows, just like good old bats. I, I'm just, I'm so excited for later seasons. Now they, they proved they can do this concept right. Uh, a masked vigilante who, you know, preys on the fears of the superstitious and cowardly. Like I said earlier, they can do this on network TV and right. do it well and do it effectively. So, so I'm, I'm just very excited for the possibility of that. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to see a, a regular character like this Mm -hmm. you know in season three or season four for sure regular character a regular uh but did you have any other thoughts on azrael did 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 you did you think it was explained well yeah yeah Yeah, no it completely made sense Mm -hmm. it the entire because you know that's how we can base everything off of if i got it then then we're good (laughs) they did a good job with that story Mm -hmm. um no i i liked it i'm sure there will be many questions and statements throughout the next three episodes and possibly beyond mm-hmm. so you know, I, I i think you got that covered okay that's okay fair. That's yeah fair. i was just letting you i'm like, I'm like well, why, why don't this. we talk about someone who was there for his creation then okay miss peabody miss peabody i'm sorry i love miss peabody but miss peabody seems to disapprove of everything <laughs> miss peabody's like um they just need a shot of blah 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 whatever it is mm-hmm. and i'm like you know what i think i'm on team miss peabody because i'd be like no no don't 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 go in there. T- take the weapon to the <laughs> neck. But I'm just curious how she got roped into the Indian Hill thing. Mm-hmm. Everything okay? Oh, yeah. I'm just checking something out. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Because, like I said, she seems to disapprove of everything. Mm-hmm. So how is she involved? Why is she involved? What is it about her that Hugo Strange thought to bring her into the projects? Or was it a matter of necessity? Because something happened in her past. Maybe she was a nurse at Pineview 
Mm-hmm. And she was just there as a nurse. And then Ish went down. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like she was Strange's uh, voice of reason. Like like the person who keeping him from being a completely mad, mad scientist. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like she's gotten less and less into it with every episode. It's mm-hmm. like, is she... I don't know, maybe it was the whole... Um, you know, releasing the penguin and releasing stabby vibes <laughs> right after they got there, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, within, what, two episodes or something of them being in Arkham, they're out. And she she very much disapproved of that. And ever since, I think she questions all of Strange's um, everythings. Yeah. So You know what I thought was really weird, too? What? It seemed like she was constantly causing Strange to talk about his secret plans in front of the people who shouldn't know about them. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, she she's like, uh, you know, you just had that sword made last week while Galavan's standing right there. And then she yesterday it was made the day before. And she's causing him. She's uh, bringing up the whole Gordon situation when they're walking past mm-hmm. Ed's cell. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, I don't think she's trying to sabotage him, but 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 she sure ain't helping. No. Well, you know, she may not notice that Ed was there because they're walking around a bunch of crazy people. Mm-hmm. Which he should not be in Arkham. He should have never been sent there. He mm-hmm. should have been sent straight to Blackgate. But. It was plot point. Maybe, maybe they thought uh, somehow they they thought that would be better for him. Maybe because they they knew him as a normal guy beforehand. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but uh, Miss Peabody is a very interesting character, <laughs> a very welcome addition. Uh, over in the chat room, Bobby says, "Bill keeps saying what I'm t- saying as I type it." Nice. Uh, thank you for transcribing, Bobby. I appreciate it. <laughs> And yes. they, no, but uh, she, she's a very interesting character. I, I'm mm. interested to see where she goes. I, I'm honestly, I'm interested to see where Hugo Strange goes by the end of this season. Cause, and if he goes. Yeah, because I'd love for him to be a, a constant threat, uh, you know, moving forward. But the thing is, uh, the actor, B.D. Wong, mm-hmm. he's on a bill. Billion he's other on shows. everything. He, he's he's the main villain, playing a very similar kind of character on uh, the show. Oh, uh, I just play, it's not I Robot. It's uh, on the U.S. Mr. Robot on the USA oh. Network. He's playing. I I think he's called I'm like looking. the White Dragon or something like that. But he's playing a very similar kind of character. A lot of the performance reminds me of his performance on Mr. Robot. So so uh, hopefully he'll be back. Uh, you know, maybe with a new facial hairstyle since they tried out so many there at the beginning. They did try out a lot. Okay, uh, let's see here. Let's switch gears. And to talk a little bit about Penguin's manner, uh, in his manner, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now that he's taken his, uh, his revenge, uh, he's back to where he was earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, he's completely devoid of any motivation. He's kind of listless, just hanging out in the mansion. He hasn't even cleaned up the bodies, as we okay, see. Okay, see, that was insane and ridiculous and mm-hmm. a little terrifying. It was. It was. But at the same time, it felt very Penguin. No. It felt so Penguin. That's so Penguin. That is so Penguin. We should start that up. But, you know, it's just because he, he has no motivation to do anything now. Because, you know, he's he's living in this well-protected mansion of an old Gotham family. So it's not like people are going to be rolling up into it all the time or anything. Yeah. What's the motivation to clean up, uh, you know, the dead bodies? What's the, the flies. Motiv- What's the motivation to get dressed? Uh, well, the only m- only motivation he really seems to have is, is to drink some wine and, you know, forget about it I, yes. uh, and watch some TV. I, but I feel like, uh, and this is a prediction kind of, now that Galavan has returned, it's going to awaken Penguin, uh, who will want to step back into the limelight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barnes won't be after him uh anymore you know because that was a big problem with last half season is yeah. that barnes had a vendetta 
against yeah. Penguin for the death of Galavan. And now that there's a villain more flamboyant than him out there, I think he's going to want to step out there and step up his game. Bobby points out body, not bodies. He cooked the other two. Well, they, the bodies were still there. They the were, roasts were I think still they, there. They might have still been on the plate on the table. I'm sure they were. Maybe that that's where some of the flies came from. Still gross. Uh, but I kind of wonder, you know, when he does step out and st- step up his game to kind of outmatch this new flamboyant villain in Gotham, mm-hmm. uh, will he have the Vandal fortune at his disposal? I think he kind of has to at this point. Yeah, because I mean, there's no one stopping him, and as long as he can hide the bodies or cover up the murders mm-hmm. i i don't think i don't think he's going to have any problems with that which means he's going to be a force to reckon with because he's going to be back to where he was at the end of season two not only will he season be one or season one yeah uh, he not only will, will he be a twisted penguin but he'll be a very I'm powerful awesome. rich penguin too if, if he can uh, get get back and uh, get Butch out, uh, you know, then he'll be unstoppable. That, that's not – oh, that's going to be rough. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be really rough. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so you want to talk a little bit about Ed, right? Ed and his band of merry mm. misfits, basically. I love how – you know, he hasn't been there very long, but he's always been very good at reading people and understanding them and finding out how to manipulate them to mm-hmm. his benefit. Yes. And he does that with everyone in Arkham. Basically, he's like, this one, this, this one, this, this one, mm-hmm. that. Um, trying to prove his usefulness, I think, to Strange to maybe – Get out. Get out, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what he was trying to do because he saw that Strange is just letting everyone out. So there's that. But is he going to get caught now that he's down? He's down in the Indian Hill area. Like, uh, he shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. He should not be. No one in the striped pajamas should be down there. So poor Aaron. Um, you know, does he get caught? Is he able to make it back before anyone notices and into the pen? Like, is somebody going to catch him breaking back in to mm-hmm. safety? <laughs> um, I just think that's interesting. Like, are they going to notice that he's missing? Are his, his psychotic friends going to rat him out? Or are they just going to go, oh, it's just Lucy? <laughs> like, I, I'm so many questions about Ed in Arkham well, and I, Hill. I, I, I feel like he was expecting something, but he wasn't expecting that. No, not at all. So, you know, they leave him standing there just like, what? But I think next episode, he's going to have retreated back and he needs to formulate a new plan. Yeah. You know, I I think he thought it was like some sort of an escape Mm -hmm. out that way. No, this is not the escape that you want to make. This is not the direction you should go. Or will they turn him into a new experiment? That's a good question, too, because I mean... But does the Riddler really have any sort of anything other than, like, a green suit? Uh, well, I mean, he has uh, a couple different classic origins. One of them being, you know, he was a video game creator who made puzzle games and then, that you know, went not, like most of Batman's villains. And then he went crazy. And then he went crazy and became a villain. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I could definitely see them maybe trying to overlay some sort of story on him. Although I don't think it would work. I think he might be a little He's too, too smart. Too strong-willed for that. I think they they ha- might have to kill him first and then do it, which would be kind of weird. That'd be really – well, I don't put it past him. Yeah. Interesting. But, okay. Oh, Bobby says, doesn't he need a key to get back into his cell? I think he's kind of he, – he's kind of figured out a way around that. A way that. around that. Yeah. He puts uh, the newspaper got, there so it doesn't lock. Yeah, because he got back out into his, the cell the first time. In you know, the second – 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the first time, so he could, you know, get all those other inmates mm. to get him the stuff he needed to investigate. Right. Uh, but I have my own prediction for where Ed's going for the rest of the season. Okay. I think, and I, I was telling you about this earlier. Okay. I think Ed's going to call cause a nightfall situation, if you're familiar with the comics, where he busts out all of the living and recently deceased persons uh, from Arkham mm. to mask his escape from Arkham. Interesting. Uh, you know, I, Arkham's a puzzle he needs to solve and once he does he'll be setting his sights on Jim yes uh, so I feel uh, like he before the end of the season maybe the last two minutes of the season he's going to get the green suit he's going to stand the revealed as the Riddler and then season three is going to fe- feature him basking in fame and and fortune. Ooh. Like, I, I think I think uh, he's going to become famous and infamous That's in Gotham. He's, he's going to become a celebrity in Gotham, I think. And, and you know, all that, that comes with that, he's going to ha- have money. I don't know if it's going to be through illicit means or not. I but was just going to all- say, how is he going to get this money? Do you think him and Pengy Pants are going to become buddies again? I, now I, that they're both on the bad side? Yeah, I'd say that's almost a certainty. You know, what honestly might happen, and this mm-hmm. goes completely against my earlier prediction, mm-hmm. maybe somehow Ed manipulates it to where he helps solve the big breakout or whatever of all these characters. Yeah. Uh, hopefully the Mad Hatter. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe he gets absolved of his sins and, you know, gets a pardon or something. Of course he does. For doing that. Mm-hmm. And then he goes legit but all the while season three is about him being legit while he's trying to get revenge on jim gordon for putting him in there in the first place i could totally see that too that could be that that would be a fun way to go about it i Mm -hmm. i i just feel like at this point where last week i was worried is the riddler still gonna rate on gotham now that he's locked up no i think i think they're aiming for season three to be the riddler season yeah so so i'm very excited about that Okay, so you wanted to wrap up with some uh, talk of Barnes, right? No, just a little something that I think he's kind of relieved when Azrael attacks him and mortally injures him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it gives him an escape from the Gotham. Gotham just took over. He couldn't handle the crazy anymore. He's not dead, but he's definitely not coming back to work. Mm-hmm. So one way or another, <laughs> it's not happening. Um, but he almost seemed relieved. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to do this anymore. Well, know. it might have been relief that, oh, Jim was telling the truth. He wasn't crazy. crazy. He he was the good guy I thought he was. Right. Or I at mean, least partially. Well, there's some sort of – there was some sort of relief mm-hmm. in being fatally stabbed. <laughs> well, I, how do you spell relief? Uh, fatally stabbed. Um, <laughs> no, no, but I, I also thought it was interesting that he was willing uh, – when Azrael first attacked the GCPD, he was willing to put all those other cops' lives at risk to – Save Jim. To save Jim when he, he didn't really like Jim that much at that point. He didn't really – he but he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had already changed his mind on how he felt about the entire situation with the first run-in with Azrael. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, who is this dude? What is going on? Why is he after you? But, you know, the second he's swinging in, breaking the glass into the GCPD, I don't think it was necessarily just to defend Jim. I think it was to defend the GCPD. And he never thought the dude would win. I also thought it was weird that he, uh, his first thought, oh, someone's trying to kill Jim. Let's put him in a cell where he can't get out. And oh, and this guy has a sword. Stabby, stabby. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I, I think oh, that... Oh, one, one small thing. Okay. When Azrael discovered a gun, what is this mystery or magic? I was like, <laughs> I love when people discover things like that. Mm-hmm. 
So. Oh yeah, it, it, that was a quality scene. Mm-hmm. Just soup to nuts. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. You just it. love saying soup to. Nuts. I do love saying soup to nuts. Okay, so let's see here. It's time for the arbitrary scaling. Now, you guys in the chat room can vote on this too. Out of a hundred and seventy-six licked fly swatters, disgusting. How many licked fly swatters do you give this episode, Amory? One hundred and seventy. Why? Because I feel good about it. Good things happen. Lots of stuff happened. I'm not sad to say goodbye to Barnes. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I I did think Michael Chiklis gave his best performance this episode of the entire season. Yeah, I mean, I actually was not bored by him, so there's mm-hmm. that happening. Um, yeah, it was it was a great introduction to a new character. You know, mm-hmm. lots of questions. Ed basically going, uh oh. What's what's happening? Like there's, <laughs> there's lots of stuff, and I just I just want to see Bruce take the next step. Mm-hmm. So, what was your favorite thing about this episode? Oh, for the love, my favorite thing. Come on, three seconds, three, two, one. Miss favorite pa- thing. Miss Peabody does not approve. Miss Fair Peabody enough. Peabody does not approve of anything. Something about that. Or hold on, one other one. Lucy, you got something <laughs> to do. Although they never actually said the line, we're going to pretend they did. We're just going to pretend they did. Uh, let's see. And Wynn says, "I can't really rate it." Because I missed so much from bad reception. Love Not the scale, fair. though. And uh, then Bobby says 168 licked fly swatters. So, yeah, overall, a very good episode. Uh, uh, mighty return for Gotham. And now, on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Gotham's 1.2 was even with its last episode on Fox. Oh, oh uh, also, when in the chat room says uh, Bourbon versus Gimlets was my favorite thing. And Cosmic oh. gives it 169.746 licks fly swatters. What's up, you lurker? Oh, it <laughs> came out for the rating, which is all I like that matters. It. I like it. Okay, yeah, so uh, it was even with its last episode. It's still 1.2, which is kind of eh, kind of flashish numbers, but I, you know. I think at this point, they're going to get, they're getting what they're going to get. Mm-hmm. It's. It's the end of the season. Um, everybody's doing their big wrap-ups. They're doing their big end. And, you know, there's nice weather. It's Sunday. Yeah. Plus, Monday. we've already been renewed. Monday. So, yeah, yeah whatever. Okay. Uh, so, next up, we'll watch the trailer for uh, next week's episode, Unleashed. Uh, let's see here. Wrath of the Villain, Unleashed. Okay, we got oh. more Azrael, of course. Uh, looks like Tabitha and Azrael are see, having that, a fight. That's what I'm interested in. Uh, let's see here. They're looking through. Uh, oh, they find the actual the sword. Swords. It looks like the sword of Damocles. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alfred and Bruce Alfred are and gun. Bruce behind a car. It looked like they had a bug bag there with a you know a bug out bag. It's a bug out bag. Uh, a bag that you pack so you can bug out oh. at a second's notice. And yeah, some more Ed, some more pingy pants. Pangy pants. Which pangy pants? By the way, pangy Gotham TV pants. writers officially know about pangy pangy pants because they uh, favorited they like, they an favorited episode, tweet. Uh, a tweet with pangy pants in it. So, yeah. uh, thank you very much, Gotham TV Please writers. Work it in. Okay, speaking of working it in, Aww. next week after you watch the episode, I know you have a busy schedule. I know it's really tight because we record on Monday, eight thirty p.m. EST, about nope. twenty four, or Tuesday, eight thirty p.m. EST, about twenty four hours after Gotham airs. But if you if you can if you can do it, we'd love to hear your thoughts on next week's episode. Uh, you can email us legendsofgotham at gmail dot com. Tweet us at legends of gotham. The Facebook is facebook dot com slash legends of gotham, and the voicemail number is four two four two seven four two three five two. Again, that's four two four two seven four twenty three fifty two. And uh, first up, we have a voicemail from Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey guys, it's Bobby. Hey. All right, so I don't know. Uh, Gotham feels like it's hit kind of a plateau for me. Oh, no. It's not to say a dip. It wasn't a bad episode. 
It's just that the episodes have been so good that there's been a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I liked a lot of what happened in this episode. Uh, it, I thought they did a good job with Asriel, uh, kind of a proto-Batman. Uh, it was great to see the look on Bruce's face as he saw, you know, that shadowy figure running up the walls and whatnot. Um, you know, <laughs> All, you could see the lights flickering in his head as far as, you know, okay, yeah, uh, can commit that image to memory. Um, the, the image, the, uh, showdown between him and, and, uh, Barnes was pretty cool. Um, why was, like, Barnes even for a moment putting up with, with Bruce in the precinct? Uh, a lot of people had problems even out of character for Bruce. I don't know. That, 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 that whole part of the episode seemed kind of false to me. Um, I loved Riddler or Ark or Enigma in Arkham figuring out everything. The security in that place is totally lackluster. But I don't know if it's like either arrogance, the con- okay, Strange probably feels it's confidence, but it's more arrogance. Uh, but I guess there's a fine line there. And, um, the foreshadowing of the Mad Hatter and different things like that, that was pretty cool. All in all, like I said, it was a good episode, just like nothing really wowed me. Um, so, hmm. uh, so, uh, and the brief scenes we saw with Penguin was cool, obviously. Uh, so the, on a scale of, uh, <laughs> 48 flies buzzing around Grace's corpse i'm gonna give it uh 45 like i said it was a good episode uh yeah 45 it was a good episode <laughs> uh just a lot to live up to that's fair. thank you very much that's bobby fair. definitely appreciate that next up is brandon take it away brandon yeah my name is brandon Sean. i live in fort lauderdale and i watched Gotham tonight and it was awesome really loved seeing azrael uh his suit was incredible his sword was amazing and the fact that uh, you know, Bruce was there to see him in the end. I thought it was totally awesome, especially with the fact that, uh, you know, Azrael moves around good like Batman. So pretty cool. Awesome stuff, guys. What's up, guys? Oh, it's oh, 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 oh. Uh, thank you very much, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, oh, thank you for moving it so I can see Surprise Azrael. Uh, next up is Jordan. Take it away, Jordan. What's up, guys? It's Jordan again. Probably won't get to be with you guys in the chat room tonight. That's the most to do, but you were missed. an episode we saw last night on Gotham. Holy moly. Let's just start off with Enigma in Arkham Asylum. He's up to his old tricks. He's, well, he's being Edward Enigma, to be quite honest. He's doing the puzzle. He's figured it out, and now he's uh, he's down on Indian Hill or the underground. So he's figured out what Hugo Strange is doing. Wow. Um, let's go back to Hugo Strange and Jim Gordon confrontation in uh, Hugo's office. Hugo Strange is getting more and more confident that he doesn't think Jim can stop him. So he just bluntly put it out there that he pretty much, yeah, he's the guy. He's the philosopher, and you can't touch me. I thought that was pretty arrogant on his part. Next, Penguin. We see him for like maybe 5.5 seconds throughout the whole episode, but he's there and he's still in the house with all the bodies. That's how we got to think. Um, and he figured out, well, let's just get back to uh, a lot of what's going on. Um, Theo Gallivan, Ezreal. I didn't think he would reveal himself as Theo Gallivan right away in this episode, but he did. And hopefully, I don't know if Barnes is okay or if he's dead or what's going on with that, but Jim knows that Gallivan's alive. Uh, Penguin especially knows Gallivan's alive. Um, Tabitha, pretty much everybody, and Bruce and Alfred are figuring out what the heck's going on with our city. It was, everything happened all at once. It was, my mind couldn't take it anymore. Um, so many of you guys think about um, Gallivan coming back and what, who will come back next. It looks like Firefly in next week. Maybe officially oh, yeah. after that, so we'll see. 
action-packed episode. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Jordan. And, and yeah, I, I anticipate several uh, people that we thought were dead or that, that we saw die coming back. Maybe those brothers, maybe Firefly's brothers. No, no probably they not. weren't that important to get taken down. They were there. crispy. Okay, this next voicemail, I don't know who it's from. It came through while we were doing the episode. Oh, is that what was happening? Yeah, that's there? what I was doing. So I will t- take it away. And I think this is about Gotham. It's about Once Upon a Time. Sorry. Uh, hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to tell you how much I really enjoy uh, you guys' commentary on, on the Gotham show. Oh, and your thanks. analysis of every on each episode. And I think you guys are very enjoyable and likable to watch. And- like all the watch. My thoughts about this week's episode, it was, I really liked it. I liked the new interpretation that they're going with Azriel. Um, and from one of the they're taking like, like each, a piece of different story arcs from Azriel and combining them to, to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, at, at the time, I also think that, I also think that they can do a lot with this character, and I really hope they continue to do a lot with this character in, around the next, around the last few weeks that we have left. They really develop him. I really, I really would like to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I just wanted to say that, that Barbara and Penguin I'm not sure what they're gonna do with this week. I'm thinking that with Penguin, I think they're gonna. I think he or Gordon are, are going to be the trigger that that is gonna bring Galvan back to his normal self. But we'll only find that out until much later. Um, also, um, it's I really like the predictable but excitable moments with with Bruce watching Azrael getting that whole vigilante inspiration from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, out from Wonderland, from the Mad Hatter, and of course, this hint, hint, Gordon being running GTPD in the future, and I, it's really predictable, but I like how, but I like that they're bold and they're not shy about it. What I'm hoping that they'll come out in the next week, next few weeks is, like I said earlier, um, more character development for Azrael, and when I saw in the promos that we're getting Firefly again next week, I'm really excited to see her back again, I was wondering when they were gonna bring her back. <laughs> and with with the Riddler, I think they're going to. I think he's going to team up with Strange. I think this Strange is going to find something that is going to be beneficial for him, and that's going to be pretty exciting to watch also. And I think by the end of the season, it's going to be a big cliffhanger. It's either going to be Fish or Jerome. I'm not quite sure who. Sorry if I stuttered stuttered a bit. And with this phone call, I, I, this is my first time doing this, so I got a little nervous. But anyway, thank you, thanks, thank you, thanks again, you guys, and I hope to see you again soon. See ya. Oh, you did oh, fine. You did excellent. You did awesome. And you know how you did good? You called. You did. And you called. And you called during the episode and we were able to get the voicemail. So that's, that's good, impressive, right? That's pretty impressive because we can't always do that. Yeah, definitely. And we wrap up with a YouTube comment from Matt C. Uh, who, who was refer- referencing our uh, discussion about why this episode was delayed a week. And Matt C. says the next episode actually was scheduled to air next week or this week. Yeah, last or week. last week. Uh, there was even a press release with next Monday's date and the episode title was listed on all the schedules. However, Fox decided to push the episode back a week at the last minute for whatever reason. It's frustrating because we literally just had a week off a few weeks ago. 
This also continues to defeat the purpose of having two uninterrupted runs in the season. Yes, it does. I feel like uh, – I don't know if there was anything on last week, but I feel like it almost has to do with sweeps. Like they wanted a specific, they, they wanted, wanted the finale in the May sweeps period probably. I That would be my guess. And they timed it wrong. Mm-hmm. They th- or maybe like the official sweep dates hadn't been released or yeah. something crazy. Yeah, it was tough to wait a week. But it was so you know, good, though. It, it happens. was so good. But you're going to have to wait a week to send in your feedback because we're not recording an episode for another week. But to m- next Monday, after you get done watching the episode, you need to make it your beeswax to your get over to the computer. Email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And don't actually send us beeswax because we're both allergic to bees and we will die. Wow, that's extreme. But we want to thank our chatters who joined us live tonight, Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Bobby and Cosmic and Wynn. You know, it was a week off. I'm not surprised. It it was a little bit of a smaller showing. That and as we have learned in our experience, Mm -hmm. if it's a good episode... Less chat. Less chat, and it's much quicker. Yes. You know why? We don't have anything to complain (laughs) about. And when we have nothing to complain about, we shut up. Definitely. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Anne-Marie, before you shut up, why don't you tell people where they can find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone, or you can check out my recently re-resurrected blog, CrunchyCrafty.com. Re-resurrected. I I haven't even been drinking. (laughs) And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow... All of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And, uh, you know, keep an eye out I, on, you know, my Twitter, on Legends of Gotham Twitter. Mm-hmm. We are going to be scheduling a read-through of my pilot, Infinite Tina, probably sometime in the next week. I just need to – I actually – still casting. Yeah. If, if you're – we need two more girls and a boy. Uh, two more women. I was going to say a, maybe a women and men. And a man. And the men. And the men. Uh, so if, if you're I interested in if you're interested in doing a live streamed reading, uh, please let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, email me bill at universebox.com. Uh, so I guess that about does it for this week. We'll be back next week, as I mentioned previously. It's going to be awesome. Three episodes left, Anne Marie. Only three episodes left. It's crazy. To find out uh, how the villains wrath after rising. Join us next time for more Legends of Gotham. Angel of Death. But I'm also the mayor. We should try and wear pinky pants all the time.